0: All right. Welcome to Tuesday Night Live Bible Study. I'm your host, Evangelist Glenn Mills. My beautiful wife is with us tonight on the computer. If you'd like to speak to us, she's going to be able to get that. And if you got any prayer requests, please send those in and pops in here with us again tonight. We just want to say Merry Christmas. I know it's Christmas Eve and, uh, we have, we don't have a clue who's going to be watching tonight. And maybe you're watching this at another time, but you know, hey, we're home and we, we just want to live up on the Lord tonight. Christmas is all about Christ. If you have not had the opportunity to, to listen to our last two programs, I encourage you to do that, one of them being the God of Christmas, and the other based basically what Christmas is really all about, and more than anything, it's spiritual. God sent his salvation. Now, we do a lot of physical things at Christmas, you know, whether necessary or not, that's up to you, but I do know this, Christmas is spiritual. It's all about God sending his son, the greatest gift of all for our salvation. And tonight we're going to be talking in a few moments about a message. I was in prayer this morning and God gave me an awesome message that I want to share with you tonight called God's Lamb. But before we go there, I want to remind you we're also podcasting this program tonight. Uh, we told you a couple of weeks ago we were going to get into podcasting and we've got a few messages already on podcast and the Christmas program or messages On podcasts, Uh, some of the ways you can find that, the title of the podcast is Glenn Mills, Learning, Loving, Living the Word of God. Again, that is Glenn Mills, two N's, Learning, Loving, and Living the Word of God. So far, you can find that on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Anchor also has it. Actually, we do it through Anchor, uh, Breaker Audio, Google Podcasts, and also Radio Public. There's a lot of ways that you can reach it, but uh, our wonderful son-in-law and our daughter Rachel out in Texas are actually ones who build our website, and we cannot thank them enough for the work that they have put in to glennmillsministries.com, and so they're going to be making the updates on how you can link straight into those podcasts, and once you link to them, you'll be able to go back to them uh, without any problem, but we're actually running our podcast through Anchor, but again, you can find it on Apple, on Spotify, Breaker Audio, Google and Radio Public. And again, that is Glenn Mills, learning, loving and living the Word of God. And again, thank you, Jared and Rachel, for making those changes for us. Uh, we, for a long time, we've been on the radio in Eastern North Carolina, but because we're doing so much through the media now, we've decided to, to, that season is over and we're going to start doing a lot of podcasts. Almost every program that we do, we're going to podcast that, and then we'll be doing other messages during the week. Pretty soon, uh, Kim and I will also be doing a podcast together, Kim and Glenn Mills, and that will be The Thread of Truth. I think you're going to really enjoy that. But let's get into the message tonight, God's Lamb, God's Lamb. In Genesis 22:7 7 and 8, a story that you've heard and I've heard many times, but we want to share it with you tonight, and you say well, what in the world has this got to do with Christmas? It's got everything to do with Christmas. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, calling out to him, and Abraham said, Here am I, my son. Then Isaac said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? You know the story. God tells Isaac to give his son. So so now they, they, they're they getting ready to, to go up on the mountain, and Isaac I mean Isaac looks around and says, Hey, Father, you know, we've got the fire and we've got the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And in verse eight, and Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. So the two of them went on together. Now, most all born again believers know the story. Behind these scriptures, God instructed Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac on the altar as a sign of Abraham's faith and trust in God, but also that God had something else in mind that he wanted us to see. Abraham does as God instructs. He built an altar, then he bound his son Isaac and laid him on that altar, then raised up the knife and was about to kill him. He was going to be faithful. He knew that God was faithful. I really believe Abraham had the faith that if he killed his son, God would raise him from the dead. I really believe that because at the bottom of the mountain where the servants were were uh, still at because Abraham and his son went up on the mountain. He told his servants, he said, me and the boy are going yonder and we, oh, I love that. He says, we will return to you. So I really believe that Abraham in his heart Because you got to realize, God had made him a promise that Isaac would be his seed. And for God to keep his promise, Isaac would have to be alive. So I really believe that Abraham knew, even if I kill him, God will raise him up. Because God keeps his promises. Can I get an amen out of somebody tonight? God keeps his promise. And I'm saying, I don't know if I got that kind of faith. I know Abraham had that kind of faith. In verse 12, You know, as Abraham lifted up the knife, going to sacrifice his son, Isaac, look at what it says. An angel told Abraham not to kill Isaac, for now God had seen that Abraham Abraham would not withhold anything from him, even his own son. Wow, that is a good question for all of us. Is there anything we're withholding from God, even down to our children? Come on now, let's be let's be real. Sometimes we can give up a lot of physical things, but when it comes to family, when it comes to our children, come on now. God wants to know, is there anything that you want that you will withhold from me? Because Abraham showed God he was willing to even give his son if that's what God had asked for. God had then prepared a ram, you know the story, was called in a thicket behind Abraham, so Abraham sacrificed the ram. For the burnt offering. And then him and his son were able to worship the Lord. Abraham then called the place Jawa. Jireh. Jireh. This is where we get Jehovah Jireh. And it simply meant the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. How many of you know tonight? God is faithful. God is faithful. Christmas is all about God being faithful. It's all about his son. It's all about the same lamb That Abraham said, God will prepare himself. There you go. Himself a lamb. We know that, what is Emmanuel? God with us. It was not just a baby in that manger. It was God in that manger. It was not just the son of God on a cross. It was God on the cross. God will prepare himself. You got to see that. It wasn't just God sending Jesus. God and Jesus are one. You know, I love that song, Mary, did you know? And I love that line in there. Me and Kim were talking about it the other day. Can, can you, where that's, where it says, Mary, did you know when you kissed your little baby? Wow. You kissed the face of God. God. Man, that, whoo. I think Mark Lowry wrote that song. Now I'm going to tell you, that's a divine revelation from the Holy Spirit. If there's ever been one. You kiss the face of God. And yet God gives us that opportunity to love him and be that close with him every day, not just at Christmas. Christmas is not a one-time thing. You know, Kim and I were discussing even today. You know, we so love God and we so love Jesus. It's almost like Christmas every day because Christmas to us is the celebration of God's beloved son that he sent for the sins of the world. But not only that but to give us a relationship with God. And God is truly awesome. And God provided and he did, starting with Jesus. God provided and he started it with his son Jesus. All through the Old Testament, God time and time again proved himself to be faithful. But now God goes even beyond that and provides for our salvation through his son Jesus Christ. God would do what he asked Abraham to do, but God would complete it. God didn't just lay his son on altar. God sacrificed him completely. He took him all the way to the cross, and there Jesus died. Now, many prophecies were fulfilled on the night that Christ was born in Bethlehem. Now, Joseph and Mary, you know the story. They traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Well, that sounds like a short trip, unless you're riding on a burrow or a donkey. It's 90 miles Now, a lot of scholars and theologians estimate that because of her pregnant condition, that it could have taken five to seven days, but could you imagine how uncomfortable it was for Mary, how enduring she had to be to get to Bethlehem, and you know, I want to discuss a little bit tonight, why Bethlehem, well, that's where they were being taxed, no, that's where God had it set up for them to be taxed. Through, uh, the government, the Roman government at that time. But there's a bigger reason on why they had to go to Bethlehem. And that's one of the things that I'm excited to share with you about. Yeah. Wh- I mean, think about it. the baby could have been born in Nazareth. He could have been born. I mean, why not the holy city of Jerusalem? Why Bethlehem? Of all places, why Bethlehem? There is a reason for it. And it is awesome. If you've ever read the book by Jonathan Cond, it's called The Book of Mysteries. He has great insight on as to why Christ was born in Bethlehem. If you've got the book, you're going to find it on day 125. He does it as an oceanal each day. So it's on day 125. Well, you'd say well, page 125. And it's called The Temple Lambs. The Temple Lambs. Man, this is exciting. He explains that in the days of the second temple, not Solomon's temple, but when the temple had been rebuilt, this was the temple that was there during, during the time of Christ's ministry, that the rabbis and the Pharisees and all of those had ruled over the place which uh the flocks could be tended. In other words, they had rules and regulations, you know, because every town has an ordinance and has all of that. But you, you find out that the rabbis in those towns and the scribes and the Pharisees, they made rules for everything, and they governed everything, so to say, even though the Roman government was there to oversee and keep the peace. But one of the rules and regulations was that sheep had to be tended out in the wilderness. You, you couldn't have sheep right up in town and a lot of livestock because then you got all the manure, all those such, and, and it's very unhealthy. So they had ru- rules and regulations That if you had sheep, you had to tend them away from town out in the wilderness. However, there was one exception. The flocks and the lambs that were specifically appointed and destined for the temple sacrifices, which was known as the sacrificial lambs, this would require a place for them close to Jerusalem, because they were owned by the temple. So you could come to the temple, and if you didn't have a lamb because you had traveled a great distance, you would go into the temple, and you would buy a lamb, and then you would give it to the priest, and it would be sacrificed. This is one of the places where Jesus got so frustrated with the money changers and the way they were do a business because they were overcharging people, and Jesus got, because they made it a place of merchandise Instead of a place of prayer, but this is what was going on at the time of Christ. So there were, there was a place designated for shepherds to tend a specific flock of sheep that were always used in the temple. And we call that the sacrificial lambs, the temple lambs. And where was that place? A short distance from Jerusalem. You guessed it. Bethlehem. Bethlehem was the only town that it was allowed for lambs and sheep to be grazing next to the town, that close to the town. All the others had to be out in the wilderness. Wow, what a picture. I think you might be catching on to where we're going. So we see that this place, Bethlehem, we see that Mary and Joseph go there. This is where Jesus is going to be born in the same place, that the temple lambs, the sacrificial lambs are being raised by the shepherds who were designated to raise those sheep specifically for the temple. Somebody say, wow, that is only God, only God could have come up with this plan. Bethlehem was not only the place of bread that Jesus would come. You know, I preach this one. That Jesus came to Bethlehem because he was the bread of life. Therefore, we find that Bethlehem means what? The house of bread. But oh, it's a lot more than that. It is also the region of the temple lambs. The lambs that were going to be sacrificed in the temple. Now, Jesus was born where the lambs destined to be sacrificed were also born and raised wow you got to realize that night the angels did not just appear to any shepherds but those who cared for the sacrificial temple lambs these were no ordinary shepherds they were not just shepherds tending sheep out in the wilderness just like david You know, David, the Bible says many times he was out in the wilderness. He was away from his family. He was away from his father. Matter of fact, when David was anointed, they had to go out into the fields and the wilderness and bring him in to be anointed. So even David did not raise the sheep at the temple like these shepherds were doing. These were no ordinary shepherds. They were shepherds who watched over the temple lambs. They more than others would understand the importance of Jesus' birth. That he would be the Lamb of God. You see, they probably, once they heard the angels, once they started putting two and two together, if they knew anything about the prophecies, they understood probably better than others the sacrificial lamb that had to be given. The entire picture we see here of Jesus' life was that of God's love. Like the lambs of Bethlehem, Jesus was born to one day be sacrificed in Jerusalem, but for the sins of the world. Now we know that the lambs were sacrificed for the sins of the people, but it was temporary. But Jesus, the Lamb of God, who came at Christmas, would one day Die for the sins of the world once and for all. Wow. Why Bethlehem? It was the region, not only the house of bread. It was the region of the temple lambs and Jesus would be God's lamb to come, to live, to show the father and to die for the sins of the world. What a beautiful picture. Later, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, in John one twenty nine, again, we see the lamb being mentioned, and the next day, we find that John is out baptizing. It says, and the next day, John saw Jesus coming. Now, Jesus is 30 years old at this time, and he said, you've heard it, behold, the lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, behold, the lamb of of God my friends that's what Christmas is really all about it's all about the Lamb of God it's all about the sacrifice it's all about God giving the gift that keeps on giving Mm -hmm. you know our whole thing at Christmas is that God gave us the greatest gift that could ever be given you know I was told today that our pastor at the church Sunday spoke on Kim and I were out of town But he spoke on the greatest gift came because of the greatest need. The greatest gift came because of the greatest need. Wow, I'm looking forward to hearing that message. That's what Christmas is really all about. All the physical things, they may have their place in our lives, but nothing, nothing we do this Christmas is more important than acknowledging who Jesus truly is. The Lamb of God. The gift who came. God who was laid in a manger. Is it any wonder that the shepherds came and worshipped him? Is it any wonder that when they left, the Bible says they went out and spread abroad all that they had heard and seen. These were shepherds who understood the sacrifice. After all, they raised the sheep. They raised the lambs. That were used in the temple sacrifice. And yet they knew. Most likely that the prophets prophecies had said. That Messiah would come. And that he would be the lamb of God. To be sacrificed for the sins of the world. How could they not worship him? And my friends how is it. On this very night. That we call Christmas Eve. Can we not also. Worship. The Lamb of God who came for the sins of the world. As John the the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We know that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life who reveals to us the Father. He shows us how to love and how to live while paying the price of our sins with his very own life. You know, in Isaiah 53, 7, another prophecy about the lamb says, He, being Jesus, was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Led as a lamb. A lamb that began in Bethlehem. The place of the region of the temple lambs. Jesus was God's lamb for the sins of the world. And it was prophesied that he would die. Just as it was prophesied he'd be born in Bethlehem, it was prophesied that the lamb of God would give his life for the sins of the world. And my friends, that's what Christmas is all about. It's all about Christ. It's all about Christ. Jesus, it's all about salvation. His birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, and his soon coming again. Wouldn't tonight be a great night for the coming of the Lord? I wonder how many people would be caught off guard tonight if Jesus truly were to come back tonight. You know, every day ought to be Christmas. That's what I said when we started out tonight. When you truly understand that, Christmas is spiritual. It's about God's salvation. It's Emmanuel. It's God with us. It's God's lamb sent for our sins. When you really understand that, you can't help but have Christmas every day. When you truly understand that it's spiritual, there ought to be a little bit of Christmas in you every day. I said this on one of our other programs. It's heartbreaking to hear people say, Once we've gone past December the 25th, whoo! I'm so glad I got all that mess behind me. Well, I have to truly ask you, if that's your attitude, you must not have known who Jesus really is. You must have been so busy with the hustle and bustle of the physical things of what we call the world's Christmas that you really didn't get time to spend with Jesus, the Lamb of God, and behold him, and worship him, and proclaim him like the angels, and the shepherds, and the wise men. You know, Christmas is God's gift of salvation. It's God's lamb to be sacrificed to forgive us of our sins, and to give us life in Jesus Christ. That is truly Christmas. When we say we wish you a Merry Christmas, we hope you really understand. We're wishing you that you would know Christ to the fullest, You know, I invite you tonight. God's gift to us was Jesus Christ. And the greatest gift we can give to God is ourselves. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't give financially to help the kingdom work. That's what the wise men did. They came and gave gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They gave to the the building up of the kingdom of God. What did Mary and Joseph do with that? They helped to support Jesus and to raise him up. And that's what we're to do. But the greatest gift you can give God tonight, come on, is yourself. And the greatest gift you can give others tonight is that of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. You see, God did not give his son just for us. God gave Jesus so that we too could give Jesus to others once we know him as our Lord and Savior. So tonight, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I mean, after all, this is Christmas. We're celebrating his birth. And tonight, if you don't have a relationship with him right now, it's as simple as A, B, C, and D. A, you accept him into your heart as your Lord and Savior tonight. Not just Savior, but Lord and Savior. One who saves you and one who rules in your life. We make a commitment to follow him. B, we believe in our heart that God raised him up from the dead. That's what gives us new life in Christ. And C, that we confess that we're sinners and we need a Savior. But D, you do it tonight because none of us have a promise of tomorrow. So if you're watching tonight and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, what better time than on Christmas Eve? And a simple prayer of Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. I confess my sin, that I'm a sinner, and I accept your salvation. I give you my heart and my life. Use my life to your glory. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. It's just that simple. Amen. Mind if I, the thief on the cross said one thing, Lord, remember me. And that's all it took for him to be saved. Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. My friends, the Bible says if you'll call out on the name of the Lord tonight and you'll make him Lord and Savior of your life, the Bible says you can be saved. But to those watching tonight, to the born again, I pray that tonight, I can't thank you enough, Kim and I and Papa are so excited that, you know, you've joined in with us tonight. I know a lot of people got a lot going on. I know a lot of us are going to watch it later. But you know, tonight or tomorrow, whenever you watch this, if it is truly Christmas now let me tell you some elements that ought to be present. There ought to be praise. There ought to be worship. There ought to be adoration. And we ought to be sharing Christ with others. Tonight, somehow, way, you praise him. Somehow, way, in the next day, or so, you worship him. Get along. Get away from him. All you can get together. This will be a great time to start a new family tradition. We're going to pray together. We're going to worship together. We're going to praise God together starting now. We're starting a new family tradition. We're going to take time out of our busy schedule, and we're going to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What better time than Christmas? And then I encourage you to do it often. So tonight, if you've never given your life to Christ, we invite you to do so. And if you've made that decision tonight, we have a booklet that we want to send you called 13 Steps in Your New Walk with Christ. And if you'll send us your name and address, we'll send you, send that to you free to help you get started in your new walk with Jesus Christ. My friends, and again, if you are saved tonight, then again, the elements of Christmas ought to be worship, praise, adoration, thanksgiving, and sharing Christ with other people. Tonight, we want to say a very special thank you to my cousin up in Virginia, Dwayne, mom and dad, because right? dad's here, mom's downstairs, but thank you all for tuning in, my, my brother Cheryl and, and Vicki and Sean, and uh, Sean, God's got, a, God's got a plan for you, hold on to it, brother. Remember, God first, God first, seek ye first the kingdom of God, I promise you, God's going to do some awesome things, and Tammy tonight, and Tommy, and Courtney, and also uh, Terry tonight. In our prayer items, we want to uh, pray for our brother Ken that he continues to recover from his knee in, uh, knee uh, surgery that he had, had a slight infection, and also uh, my sister-in-law Patsy has had a slight infection on an operation that she had, and we're believing God's going to take care of that. And praise items, my brother Shane had serious back surgery and is recovering greatly, and we just want to praise God for that tonight. And any other needs that may be, Let's take just a moment tonight. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we lift up Ken and we lift up Patsy that you continue to do a miracle in their life. Father, I just, I know you, the end result is going to be complete healing in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the Lamb of God who came not only for our sin, but the Bible says that we can be delivered and by his stripes, we can be healed. We are healed. And we receive it tonight for for Ken and we receive it for Patsy tonight and for any others that are going through any types of situation, we're declaring you are God over their life and you are, as Abraham said, Jehovah Jireh. You are the God who provides and you are providing tonight for their healing, their deliverance, their direction, their encouragement, their restoration, their redemption, whatever is needed. If they will call out and trust you tonight in the name of Jesus, it will be met. We give you praise and thanksgiving. Not only are they going to be completely healed, but our brother Shane is being completely restored and made better. And we want to praise you for that. Lord, bless every one of these who have watched tonight with us live. And for those who are going to watch it in the coming days, those who are going to be listening to the podcast in the coming days, Lord, use it all to your glory This is what Kim and I pop. this is what we live for, is to share your word that not only transforms, but heals, delivers, brings salvation. Everything we need is in the word of God, and it is our heart's desire. Thank you, Lord, on this Christmas Eve, for all of our wonderful partners who help us, and the ones that are you going to send. For, Lord, next year we're going to a new realm. We're going to a new height, and we're going to need people to get on board with us. And Lord, we know that you are blessing the ones that are with us now. You are blessing the ones that are going to say, hey, I want to be a part of what they're doing because it brings glory to God. Father, we love you on this Christmas Eve. Jesus, we want to say happy birthday. We adore you. We magnify you. We praise you. We exalt you. And let us be busy sharing you with others as God has given you to us. Let us be just as committed to give you Jesus. To others who need to know you and have a relationship with you. And all God's wonderful people, in the name of Jesus Christ said amen and amen. God bless you. Now we'll be back next Tuesday night, which is Christmas Eve. Oh, come on. I have got a New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Thank you, baby. Uh New Year's Eve. Got a powerful message on 2020 spiritual vision. 2020, the year God is going to supernaturally pull spiritual vision into anybody that's his child that wants it. You're going to see things you've never thought you could ever see. You don't want to miss this message on New Year's Eve. If there's any way you can watch it, be with us next Tuesday night. Till then, God bless you and Merry Christmas.